It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, SGA debuts in the NBA All-Star Game. Josh Giddy and Jalen Williams steal the show at the Rising Stars. And is there any way to fix the NBA All-Star Weekend? We'll talk about all that coming up on today's Locked On Thunder podcast. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by Prize Picks. We're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder weekend at the NBA All-Star Weekend with SGA making his debut in the All-Star game, but not getting a ton of minutes. But the Thunder did steal the show on Friday night and what it was like covering this event in Salt Lake City, Utah. So a lot to get into today. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. We will make up those episodes that we missed on Monday and Tuesday but because the traveling from Utah was just crazy. But we're back today talking Thunder basketball. Let's start with SGA and... So Shea makes his all-star debut as a first-time all-star and he had a nice weekend. First, he's showing up on Friday night at the Rising Stars event to support Josh Giddy and Jalen Williams. Uh, they both mentioned how important that was for them to see him courtside and to see him um, supporting them. So I asked SGA on, on Saturday at practice uh, what that meant for him to, to be there and to support his guys at the rising stars. And he said that at this point in their career support is a big deal. And, and that he wanted to be there to watch them play basketball. And then on, on Sunday, he just shows up to all-star wearing this fur coat with this Louie bag. And the outfit was everything that you could imagine. This was after on Saturday night that he showed up to uh, the Saturday night events wearing a Oklahoma city themed jacket with the Thunder logo on the back of it and the state flag on the side of it. And it was just everything Oklahoman. And he said that he had that jacket for a couple of years now, but knew he didn't want to wear it until he became an all-star. And he pulled it out the exact perfect time because it was an awesome-looking jacket. Uh, but going into this game, he only plays nine minutes of action this one. Gets nine points, seven assists, two rebounds, four for five shooting uh, in this one. His first bucket as an all-star was a sidestep three, and LeBron James blocked his first dunk slash shot attempt, and that was the only miss of the night. It was LeBron James blocking that dunk? And it, you know, I, I think that playing the lack of minutes was frustrating for Thunder fans, and, and was frustrating, of course, in general. Uh, but it, it's kind of typical with first year stars and first year all stars that don't get a ton of run. Whenever you look up and down that box score of guys like Jaron Jackson, 
Uh, you know, Sabonis only played two minutes more than he did. Like the, the minutes just were not granted to SGA, and he still made a huge impact in what minutes he was given in this game, which I thought was very uh, good for him to put on a show whenever he was on the floor. But afterward, SGA caught fire with his press conferences. And I, I'm not sure. Sh- one of them is just very ridiculous sentiment. Like the one where he says that uh, he says LeBron James was playing no type of defense, but then whenever I tried to dunk, I got blocked. I got something for him later on. Like that, the fact that that is creating headlines among Laker fans is stupid because what, like we cannot bash players for not having any competitive fire. And then whenever a player does show competitive fire, just say, well, don't do it that way. Like, like you can't have that kind of competitive fire. Uh, and it's just a, it, he was smiling. Like it was not anything like to be disrespectful to LeBron James or anything. It was just, in the in a kind of an answer in the heat of battle, I guess you could say. And then the second thing was he was asked about how to fix the all-star game and, and how to improve it. And he said, money talks and it, people didn't listen to the full quote. People kind of ran with that. Uh, but the, the money talks clip while talking, you know, and wearing a fur coat and, and having a Louis bag with nothing in it next to you. Like it just did, did not have the best optics for like the national media. And they just ran with it. I mean, they just, it caused a huge, a huge fire. And, I'm not sure that that's right either. Like, I'm not sure that I'm not sure that like money does fix the All Star Game because at what point do you just have enough money where you, where getting paid a couple million dollars to play in the All Star Game would not make you want to win it? Like, would not incentivize you to win the game? Uh, because if it's just for making the All Star Team, like they're already they already make the All Star Team and want to make the All Star Team, but like it's the fact it's the fact about wanting to win the All Star Game that is lost now, where they're just not even trying to compete and trying to win. And I'm not sure that you can ever fix that. I'm not sure that you can ever make them want to win or want to compete for wins in an exhibition game. Because what's the incentive? Even even monetarily, I don't think that that would fix anything. It's just an exhibition. And I think that we should just take it for what it is. And part of that is the marketing fault of the NBA, which they're, you know, they're marketing this as it's it's all the best players in the world sharing the same floor and you're going to get this great product that you're just saying only it's going to be just two mega star teams. But part of it is also our own expectations. Like you should go into, you know, Sunday's event. You should go into the All-Star game just wanting to see cool things happen. Like just wanting to see Dame's half-court shot and wanting to see LeBron do a self-alley-oop and wanting to see, you know, Tatum and and Jalen Brown play one-on-one for two possessions. Like you should just go into it wanting to see the highlight stuff and not necessarily wanting to see close competitive basketball. I mean, there's only a handful of moments that stand out. Like, if you really want to uh, sit back and wonder, right, uh, when did this game ever have competitive juice to it? Like the, the one example that sticks out to me was I remember uh, the first year of the Elam ending with all the emotion that was tied to the Elam ending and the, and the Kobe Bryant stuff and uh, having the target score of 24. Like, that, that, that ending sequence, right, that race to 24 uh, in that, in that first, fourth quarter, that was competitive, and that felt like it had some juice to it for an All-Star game. Like, both sides really wanted to win. But other than that, I am I, hard-pressed to find an All-Star game where it felt like teams wanted to win. Now, did they play with more effort than they played with on Sunday before? Probably. You could probably say that. But but not by much. Or not by much at all. And so I'm not sure there's a fix to All-Star Week. I'm not sure there's a fix to the All-Star game. I'm not sure that it needs a fix. Like, you go there to see Dame jack up a half-court shot and nail it. Like you go there to see... Uh, you know, LeBron throw himself a self-alley-oop, and you go there to see uh, these wild plays. You're not going there for playoff-level basketball. 
And especially when we're talking about a, a sport in which they don't try all that much in their regular season. Why would they try in the all-star setting? And especially in a sport where playoffs and championships and everything rules all and, and, and you know, you're, you're judged by how you can win in the playoffs because even if you rack up a ton of great numbers in the regular season, eventually you do that two or three times without playoff success and then we turn the table on you and say, well, you're not actually that good of a player because you can't win the playoffs. So then why would you go out there and risk possible injury in an exhibition game? It just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. So I'm not sure if there's a fix for for All-Star. Obviously, the SGA quote, uh, look, could he have have not said money talks? Fine, like sure. But I'm not going to hold that against the guy that's never really had any sort of controversy uh, about any of his press conference answers before. I'm not going to start now. Um, And he said he had a lot of fun. He said it was a great exhibition. He said it was a great time and a huge honor. So we shouldn't really stop there of like he wasn't trying hard. He was trying hard. Uh, he wanted to play him more. The coaches didn't play him more. And, you know, it is what it is at that point, right? Like, it, it, like at that point, it is what it is. He he played as the best that he could uh, in, the, in these minutes, and he took it very seriously. And, and you could tell that from the practice they did before, from the answers that he before, and from the answers afterward about how much of this meant to him. It was very serious for him. But for other guys, like, that are in all-star game number 12, 15, 13,000, it, it's just kind of old hat at that point to where I'm not sure you can ever truly regain – uh, any sort of competitiveness in an all-star setting, and I'm not sure that you need to. I'm really not sure that you need to. Like, it's it's cool enough on its own. We'll talk about our good friends over at Prize Picks right now. Uh, but coming up, we're going to talk about Jalen Williams and Josh Giddy and how good they were at All-Star Weekend. So, starting right now, let's talk about our good friends over at Prize Picks. PrizePicks.com is incredible. Go to the app or uh, the, the website PrizePicks.com or the PrizePicks app. Download for free. And whenever you're a first-time user, you get 100% deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. It's code Locked On for 100% deposit match up to $100. So, what PressBooks is is daily fantasy made easy. It's just you versus the projected numbers. You do not need to go out there and search for, uh, you know, and play against any of these sharks that do this for a living and that and that have these incredible, uh, you know, advantages on you. It's just you versus projection numbers. So you sit back and you watch the game against the Jazz, for example, and you predict, will SGA have more or less points than 25 and a half? And if he scores 26 points, you win. If he scores 24 points and you bet over, you lose. And that's all there is to it. Like There's no other rhyme or reason to it. It's just you versus the projected numbers. You go in there, study, see the trends of what teams are going to do and what players do, and then you guess if they're going to get more or less points or rebounds or assists. You can pick two to six players. You can even do cross-sport entries, so you can guess the over-odd Jalen Wilson points at Kansas and the under on, say, Lori Markin points against OKC on Thursday. Uh, you can do all that over at pricepicks.com. Promo code locked on. That's pricepicks.com. Promo code locked on. Uh, and get 100% deposit match up to $100. Use our code locked on at pricepicks.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're talking NBA All-Star Weekend. We're talking about how to improve the All-Star game. And right now, we're talking Jalen Williams and Josh Giddy. Look, these guys were awesome on Friday. Especially Josh Giddy, he really stole the show. Uh, in the first game, they played two. They played the semifinal game against Team Ignite. Uh, well, it's called Team Jason Terry, but it's like all the G League All-Stars and the G League Ignite team. Uh, and, and Josh Giddy puts up three points, six rebounds. I'm sorry, six, three points, six assists, three rebounds. He was loving feeding Evan Mobley. Uh, the TNT crew was loving everything Josh Giddy was doing. He was mic'd up even, so he was like mic'd up always throwing these amazing passes. Now, it was awesome to see TNT give the Thunder Rising Stars a lot of credit and the Thunder team a lot of credit. So, like, like, I went back and watched it. Obviously, I was there. I couldn't, like, hear the TNT crew in real time. But, like, everyone was blowing up my uh, mentions and DMs and everything about how great that TNT was talking about the Thunder. So I went back and watched it. Uh, it they were very high on Josh Giddy, very high on OKC, speaking glowingly of them. And for good reason. Josh Giddy played really well. Three points, six assists, three rebounds. Jalen Williams played really well as well. Four points, five rebounds, two assists, two steals. Like that is just a J Dub game. Remember, these are games that are going to like a forty-point target score in game one and a twenty-five-point target score in game two. So when you adjust these numbers, uh, so what it would be in a real full-time game, they're playing at, at a very high clip. In game two, we actually got the two best teams. I think. I mean, Team Pound, Team Noah. I think had the two best rosters, and they were the two teams that made it to the championship game. And then game two. Uh, Josh Giddy and Jalen Williams are on Team Noah. They fell by five points to a target score of 25. But still, um, Josh Giddy played well. Two points. Did not miss a shot in either of the two games. It was five points. Three rebounds, one assist. J-Dub had two points, two assists, and a rebound. And they lost by five. Jose Alvarado was the Rising Stars MVP. I think that the thing that this really showed us was just how good that Josh Giddy's going to be when you give him a big man and when you give him a big man like Evan Mobley, which the Thunder kind of have in Chet Holmgren. And uh, even SGA was asked about this, about like uh, whenever you're watching, you know, you t- he talked about how he was sitting back and watching Josh Giddy play and watching J-Dub play because usually he's on the floor with them. Uh, when you're watching Josh Giddy play with Evan Mobley, does that kind of make you think about the future and think about Chet Holmgren? Uh, and uh, he mentioned that was a good question that, you know, now thinking like you know, they talk about that often of what it's going to look like whenever uh, Chet Holmgren is back. And now looking back on that game, yeah, that's a good, that's a good catch of, you know, how Evan Mobley and Chet's game kind of mirror each other. Of course, Chet's a much better shooter than Evan Mobley is, but um, just the sheer big man nature of adding someone that, that can be fed by Josh Giddy on the pick and roll and fed by Josh Giddy uh, going to the rim is a huge deal. And I, I think that on Friday night, you really got to see everyone give the Thunder their flowers and like give the Thunder the attention that they deserved. And now you get ready for a, we'll call it a second half. I know mathematically it's not a second half, but a second half run where everything's right in front of you. Like the, like this is all out there for the taking. Um, you play the Jazz four times. You play the Suns four times. You play uh, mainly Western Conference teams. There's only four games left against the Eastern Conference. And I asked Josh Gate, I mean, I'm sorry, I asked Jalen Williams and SGA about if Friday changes their mindset at all about playing the Jazz and, and about having a game where, hey, we're in the playoffs right now. If the season ended today for some reason, the Thunder are in the playoffs. Like, does it change whenever you can look at that and say, 
you know, we are right there, and now we're playing the team that's chasing us in the, in the standings. And they both mentioned how you know they want to keep the same mindset, but uh, that that you know they, every game is important. They, they need every game from here on out to make the play happen. And I think that that's going to be an awesome test for them. We talk a lot about how these games are growing experiences and and developmental experiences. This is also a time where they can grow and develop of, of how they handle playing games of consequence and playing games where they're being hunted at this point. Like they're in one of the 10 spots and the Lakers don't want to miss the playoffs. Like LeBron mentioned how this is, these are some of the most important games of his career that are, that are are remaining in the balance to see if he can make the playoffs with this team. Like the Lakers don't want to miss the playoffs. The jazz, you know, have came this far that they probably want to make the playoffs. Obviously not that they, you know, they're kind of in a more similar boat to the thunder where it wouldn't be detrimental to sort of say to miss the playoffs, but Nonetheless, you know, as, as competitors, you want to make the playoffs, especially whenever you have the, the fate of your season in your own hands. Like, it's all it's all up to you at that point whenever you get to face off with these teams in the standings so often. Uh, but, like, you're no longer this up-and-coming, you know, you're still a big team, but you're no longer this kind of, like, catch-a-team-by-surprise type of team. Like, you are one of the teams that occupy a spot that's heavily sought after. That flip of a switch happens for other teams, but also has to happen for the Thunder. Like, like the Thunder also have to go into these games knowing Hey, we're not going to catch these guys off guard. Like they're going to be ready for our best shot. They're going to be ready for what we bring to the table. How do you react whenever teams start to game plan for you? When teams start to not roll over against you, how do you react at that point? So, like this is going to be an incredible time to, to watch this team learn and grow. And it could end with a, with a massive success. It could end with them kind of sliding back of the standings a little bit and then needing to regroup in the off season, which is perfectly fine and perfectly great. Like that's why this season is so house money for OKC. Uh, but it's going to be a, a, a developmental purpose, neither you know, nonetheless, neither direction that it goes, either direction that it goes into, uh, for these two teams. So it's exciting stuff. And the All Star Weekend was great. Uh, it was it was great to see the Thunder get put on that platform with Josh Giddy, who showed up in that in that blue coat that was inspired by Justin Bieber. Uh, J Dub, I got to put his his uh, you know kind of personality into the mainstream, and he was at the Adidas Hoop House. Uh, commercial and Adidas Hoop House uh, event that he went to. So, like, all these guys got to do other events as well, not just basketball. Josh Giddy had a Foot Locker meet and greet. SGA had a, I believe it was an Amex meet and greet as well for Josh Giddy on Saturday. Uh, but, like, these guys got to do a lot, of, a lot of fun stuff in Utah and, and in Salt Lake City kind of being around uh, the sport of basketball, which was awesome for them. And you could see how tight-knit they are and how uh, important that the leadership aspect is for SGA and for uh, Josh Giddy and these youngsters and how – as a group, like even the guys that weren't in, in All-Star Weekend were posting on Instagram about them, posting on social media about them, about how you know proud or excited or whatever they were of their teammates, uh, which was great to see as well. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk about what it was like to be at All-Star Weekend, what it was like to cover this event, and my experiences in Salt Lake City, Utah, which was a lot of fun, actually. Uh, so we'll talk about all that coming up, but first, we're going to say right now, my good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, get 15% off of your next order. Folks, you can find Built Bar at Built.com. You can also find Built Bar at Walmart and at Sam's in the pharmacy section. What Built Bar is, is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. You can find them in great flavors. They're all covered in 100% real chocolate on the outside. They all have 130 calories and loaded with a protein. You can use them pre-workout or post-workout or as a meal replacement or as a snack. Uh, they have great flavors. My personal favorite that is there all the time is cookies and cream. Uh, but you can try any of them that you want, including the brand new limited edition animal cracker cookie. 
Wow, I'm gonna I'm ordering that this second right now. Animal Cracker Cookie Built Bar sounds fantastic. That one only has 140 calories and 17 grams of protein. They also have maple donut. They have lemon dip cheesecake. They have grasshopper cookie, and then they have their staples that are there year round, like churro, uh, like coconut marshmallow, like salted caramel, double chocolate, peanut butter brownie, chocolate almond. They even has raspberry and cherry barcia as well uh, for if you want more of a, a fruit kind of taste with that chocolate on the outside. So check it out today, built.com. Promo code LOCK15, 15, 15% off of your next order at Built.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, talking Thunder basketball. For your next listen, please check out the Game to Game podcast, a nightly recap show, and across the association in 15 minutes or less, you can find that on the Locked On NBA feed. We're talking All-Star. We're talking All-Star. Now, again, does the NBA All-Star game need fixing? I personally loved watching the draft happen live on the court. That was fantastic. I think that it's a, it's a, it's a fix that they should have from now on. But the effort was never really a thing all night. It never really is in terms of All-Star games in general. Uh, the Elam ending is great, but you know, whenever you get to a point where the Elam ending is, uh, even that is out of their own possibility for these teams, uh, then at that point it, it just becomes useless, uh, so to say, for, for that. But in general, if these two teams were more competitive and more playing more closer of a style of game, I mean, it was, what, 150 to 135, like, if you get more competitive games, the Elam ending could help as it did that first year. Uh, but you just have to go into it without expecting to see basketball. So just expect to see these guys as not, you know, gimmick, whatever you want to call it. Like, like gimmick as in like, see the Dame half court shot, see the LeBron alley-oop, see the, see the John Morant uh, baseline double clutch dunk on, in the full court. Like see, see all these different things and not seeing ultra competitive basketball. Um, and if you go into it that way, I think you'll be more, much more excited about it, much more, and have uh, a much better time watching it uh, than anything else. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe one day they could become, you know, competitive and could become um, um, actual basketball. I just don't see the, and I don't, I don't see the the initiative to or the or the want to by these players. But listen, it only takes one guy. Like it takes it takes one guy to take this All Star game super seriously and to try to embarrass the defender in front of them. And then, then it's time for whoever got embarrassed, like whoever got dunked on, so to say, to get their get back on the next end. And then that turns into two possessions, then three, then four, then five. And then all of a sudden, you have a really good game because nobody wants to be embarrassed. Nobody wants to give effort. But if you're going to not give effort and then get dunked on down low, then you want to you wanna get, get back that guy that tried to dunk on you. So then it turns into this whole thing. So maybe that's how you fix it. It's just one guy comes in who isn't going to follow along with the whole no defense thing and then embarrasses somebody and then it all spirals from there. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but as far as my time in Salt Lake City, listen, this was a huge honor, a huge blessing uh, to be able to be out there and cover this event. It's all thanks to you listening to this podcast right now. If this podcast was not 
uh, successful or was not, you know, having listeners and did not uh, have you supporting me, I wouldn't have been able to go. So it's, it's literally all thanks to you. Uh, so I wanted to put that on the front end. Uh, the event itself though was incredible. I flew out of OKC on Thursday night uh, for Thursday morning following Wednesday night's Rockets game. And I flew out with Andrew Schlacht of the athletic, uh, Amanza of Thunderwire. And then also on the flight was Dave Bliss and KJ Martin, uh, who of course was in the dunk contest. Uh, I, I felt bad that he didn't win. I, want, I wanted KJ Martin to win. I could be on the same flight as the dunk contest champion, but it was still cool that he was on the flight in general. Uh, Dave Bliss was there working uh, on the flight Thursday. Uh, we landed in Salt Lake City, went and got the credentials, went and checked into the hotel, and then uh, went to the Fan Fest event, which I thought was really awesome. Uh, the Fan Fest event had a lot of like food trucks and it had um, photo opportunities and it had games you could play and a lot of fun stuff to, to go to and to and to see. And the best thing that we did on Thursday was go to Josh Giddy's meet and greet at Foot Locker. Uh, or, uh, yeah, Foot Locker is what it's called. Uh, so he was there. The fans came in, got a picture with him, took autographs with him. You can see all the all the posts on my Twitter account of, of what his Fan Fest or, or what his locker room meet and greet was like. Uh, got to hang out with with uh, the fans coming into the event and getting the autographs signed and everything and waited for him to kind of wrap up. And then he got a shopping spree from from Locker Room, so kind of seeing the shoes he'd pick out and everything. You can go on, I believe it's going to be on Locker Room Social. He recorded some videos for lock, uh, for the uh, for the Foot Locker social media page where he talked about what shoes that he liked, what style of shoes that he likes. So you can go watch that over there. So that's all that happened on Thursday. Thursday, there's not much people in town either, like, uh, a lot of the guys didn't get there until Friday morning or for Friday afternoon. So Friday morning, uh, <laughs> we made a mistake on Friday morning. We woke up, and by we, I mean Joe Mazzano of the Oklahoma and Andrew and Clemente and myself. Uh, we woke up with the all-star practice at 6 a.m. Uh, little did we know that like the 6 a.m. tag on the whole uh, schedule was not for like us. It was for like it was for like the setup of like streaming on NBA TV, for example. So like it was for like those kind of media where like they need to get their cameras ready. They need to get, um, you know, their, their broadcast ready to broadcast the practice and to broadcast media availability. We felt like it meant like the practice starts at 6 a.m. So Joe, Andrew, and myself and Clemente, we all went to all-star practice at 6 a.m., realized quickly nothing's going to happen until 9, until 9 a.m. So we just sat there and got some work done uh, and then went over to media avail at 9 a.m. Then after media availability, we watched them practice. That was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, Nick, Nick Gallo was actually there as well for the availability. He came at 9 a.m. He had the right time. He, he was great. Uh, so we watched practice. Uh, and then after practice, there was really nothing much to do. We got some work done. and went over to Vivid Arena, watched the game themselves, and then had uh, dinner at the at the arena with Clemente and Nick Crane of Forbes. And then after that, went to the media party, and that was kind of it for Friday. Saturday, we did not make the same mistake. We showed up at 9 o'clock, as we should, to All-Star practice and went to the All-Star media avail and that was that was awesome. Uh, the All Star practice was East first, and then East went to go media, and then West practiced, and then West went to go media. So getting to be around those All Stars and getting to talk to them was cool. Mainly hung out with Shay's media avail because Shay went for like twenty five minutes. It was one of the longer ones that Shay's ever done. I had a lot of media interested in talking to him. Of course, we were interested in talking to him. So it was a really good night, a really good morning, I should say, for SGA. And after that, just got some more work done a little bit in the hotel and went to All Star uh, Saturday night, which was the three point contest, the dunk contest all that fun stuff. And then after that was over, that's when the real fun began. We had a media party at like an actual bar, like the champions club. And it had like the Larry, the Larry O'Brien trophy. And it had a lot of cool uh, things to take pictures of. So that was fun to be at for the media party. Then just went to sleep after that. Uh, Sunday was all-star day. This was like the whole, the whole shebang. But Sunday morning, 
actually. Went out to brunch with Andrew, Joe, Daniel Bell, uh, the franchise, Black Sports Online, Nick Crane, and then Clemente Amanza, of course. We all went out to brunch, uh, got some more work done after that, went and played Connect Four Basketball, which was one of the FanFest events uh, at FanFest for um, All-Star Weekend with Joe. And me and Joe had the best or worst game of Connect Four, however you like to look at this. So it was like Connect Four, like a board of Connect Four, only used basketballs as the as the PCR to make the shot and then it'd go in and kind of land wherever. So uh, Joe and I were playing and I made the first shot and then he made the shot right next to mine. So now we had like side-by-side balls. So then I went on top of mine and now, now I'm two to one. And then we just kept matching each other, going straight up in the uh, air, straight up vertically. And uh, I choked, okay? I made my first three. If I would have hit the fourth one on a one, I choked in the fourth one. I missed it. And he hit his fourth one, and he won. So it was a fun game, but it was a very straightforward game of Connect Four. We didn't really block each other or try to block each other, although we should have. Uh, but still, it was a lot of fun. Went to All-Star after that. Went to, went to Shea and Lucas Presser. They shared a podium. Uh, at All-Star, and Luca got out of there in a hurry. Uh, he had a, a flight to Mexico to catch, so like he only took like two or three questions and dipped out of there uh, after the game was over. And then went to the media party again. This time it was at the hotel uh, hospitality room. And then that was it, Monday. I didn't leave until 8.55 p.m., so I had a lot of time to kill on Monday. Cranked a lot of articles on Monday, um, and then went caught my flight, got back home. But it was awesome to be around uh, so many you know, great people, so many stars, both in the media and like NBA stars. That was awesome um, uh, as well. Getting to talk to like uh, different players, like Sean Marion was there, like even players like that, that were so cool to be around uh, and, and talk to Dr. J, seeing him. It was just awesome to kind of see all the stars that were out there for All-Star. And, and honestly, I cannot wait to go again next year when it's in Indiana. I think that'll be a lot of fun too uh, for All-Star Weekend. But again, this is all thanks to you. This is all thanks to those of you that support the podcast and and watch and listen, subscribe. I cannot thank you enough for letting this happen. I know this podcast is kind of all over the place, but it was just very exciting to, to, to be at All-Star. We'll be back tomorrow with a mailbag uh, podcast. So if you have any questions, drop them down below. Go check out our YouTube uh, channel because there's so many shorts on there of what happened during the interviews with uh, Thunder players and other players as well talking about the Thunder. So I do not want to miss those. Go check out the YouTube shorts uh, for those interview questions over there on YouTube, Lockdown Thunder. And again, tomorrow's a mailbag podcast, so it's all about you. So make sure you you uh, give us your questions on YouTube comments or on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.